It's your host, Tone Robin, and we're back for part two of Trump versus Biden, the Electoral College wrap-up, man. Grab you a cold one, guys. My co-host, Terrence Robinson, and I are about to go in. We're going to be totally unapologetic and definitely not politically correct in this one. So if you get into your feelings listening to this one, hey, oh well, let's dive in. electoral college is another person in the Senate when how can a how can a black man in New York how can his vote be a hundred times more than mine as a white man in Texas <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you have to be careful what what's going on you have to know what's at play you can't just click on the video or listen to the radio and hear, hear somebody say something without doing a fact check. But that's that's the biggest problem in America. We don't want to we we can't stomach the truth on the on 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 the ground level. We can't stomach the truth. And uh yeah. And I I'm, I'm going to hit y'all over the head. We can't stomach the truth. Because if we could stomach the truth, then there would have been multiple officers prosecuted for the numerous national cases that have come about uh, where cops have murdered people or utilized excessive force to murder people caught on video and still walk away with no prosecution to a very light slap on the wrist sentencing by the judicial system of the United States of America. And I'm not going to name every case. I really don't want to name any case in particular, but I just want to go back to what you were saying in regards to the narrative. The narrative always changes on the ground level in America because uh, for the people the poor people which the majority of the country is poor to uh, somewhat middle class you know which is dwindling uh, we tend to want to turn things into a racial situation for the most part as opposed to dealing with the facts we change the narrative as opposed to dealing with the facts case in point for something that was very simple and I know people feel like we run it into the ground so I have to mention the Colin Kaepernick situation because it was tied to uh, it, it was tied to President Donald Trump where he chose to where he chose to add his two cents and in a situation where a man said that he was peaceably protesting protesting he was he was he was protesting in silence against police brutality and inequality and systemic and, racism and systemic racism and I'm going to stop right there because we said we said the three fronts <laughs> but on the ground level the ground level excusing president trump rhetoric that he threw to the fire let's be blunt 
the majority of uh, disgruntled white people chose to say that he was disrespecting the American flag and and the, and the national uh, national and the national anthem. Now, I've said what I've said. I've said those three things, and I'm not going to repeat them. <laughs> but they were they were definitely not a national anthem <laughs> or the United States of America flag. So that's a that's a clear point where, yeah. and, and that's a factual point. We witnessed so much anger over the last four years because of people continuing to badger a man for his decision to do what he did. Meanwhile, meanwhile, the person who was throwing the most deadliest insults was a draft dodger. <laughs> and and that being <laughs> President Donald Trump, the draft dodger. Yeah. yeah. Well not and only that's that all I gotta say about it. Not not only that, he called somebody who served and got captured. He he he, he made fun of. Yeah. I mean but, but was a war you know, you know we're, so we're you can't of have John McCain. You, you, you can't have it both ways. You were you were a draft dodger, and then you're gonna pick on someone who got captured, who served his country, and make fun of. And that's just one of the few. That's one of the excuse me. That's one of the many, many, many outlandish things you had to say. You know, you made fun of a mentally disabled person. You know. You admitted to assaulting women <laughs> because you were famous. About, let's say it. Grab her by the pussy. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's be blunt. <laughs> yeah. You said that, and some of the responses, you know, that I heard from other people. Oh, you know, rappers say worse than that, right? I ne- I've never heard no rapper talking about sexual assault on the song. And it, and if they did, in, in which Rick Ross did, yeah, they suffered they suffered the repercussion by losing endorsement deals, and and also having to make a public apology about it. Now here, but but, but we're, but we're still talking running, about a man. But they were for the office of the free world. <laughs> That's true. They were, and they, that they, they, they weren't let's, running. I said let's yeah. I said let's just say they did. Because I was in an yeah. argument with a few people. They're not the president of the United States, or they weren't running for that office. They make music, right? <laughs> not that that makes it okay, but there's, like you said, there's a decorum. There's a, there's a, there's a code of ethics. There's, there's a set of morals. There's certain words. There's an etiquette that goes with this and here's, here's, a, here's a kicker man here's a kicker here's a kicker alright Pre- President President Trump is not the first person to own businesses okay no and, and, and occupy the office but no. 
and, what we, and, I'm, and I'm agreeing with you on decorum. And this is something that I know from being indoctrinated into it, <laughs> as I've been told many times. But here, here's the thing. You have uh, um, George W. Bush was, you know, the owner of the Texas Rangers, obviously had stake in um, the oil business, which is a family business of his. But here, here is the here was the old rule playbook playbook that you had to play by. When you occupy the office, you could not run your company and be considered president of the United States at the same time. No, that was that was that was something that was obliged or respected by everyone else that that um, occupied the office. Now, here's a couple things that's in question. That a lot of people will say, well, what do you, what, why do you even care? What did you need to know about this for? But the man refused to show his taxes. Number one, he never gave up running Trump Enterprises, which is, is clear and evident. Uh, he's received as a business person, although he said that he wouldn't take a salary to be the president of the United States. He still received over four million dollars or his businesses in PPP money, which is a conflict of interest. And so these things, I mean, and, and this is this is very simplistic from a moral standpoint. And you know, people may feel like I'm reaching, but if everyone else did it, what makes this man the exception? What makes the people feel that he's the exception that he did not have to oblige? And even with the Twitter situation, like I, I, I'm gonna, I'm going to be remiss to say that I do not recall the Obamas, or more specifically, uh, the 44th president Barack Obama, utilizing Twitter while he was in office because he respected national security. He respected the NSA. He respected the CIA and whoever other underlying agencies that had to cover his six, cover his behind while he was in office. So he didn't he didn't utilize that platform as a means of communicating with the world or the people. And we 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 had an individual that was flagrant, and by all means, with every act that he committed while he was in office and then you had the Senate back this man which is insane I mean they went as far as to say if he didn't win president it was rumors circulating because there's been so much guns and ammunition purchase over the recent years that if he didn't win there was going to be held to pay by the Americans, American people where militias was going to just start shooting or killing people if he wasn't reelected. Hmm. Well, he, he wasn't reelected and none of that happened. But is it a is it an ever present present threat? Absolutely, because there are so many guns in the hands of the private citizens of the United States of America that uh, some people 
or some communities where I would speculate to say that they can outgun the police departments. And even more so, here is some, some of the ignorant things that we saw as he was in office. And I understand that so many people will address it and say, well, it's the Second Amendment. Right, it is the Second Amendment where you can form a militia. But what what do we look like as a nation where we have so many uh, small splinter cell groups that want to do their own thing, such as try to kidnap the governor of Michigan because of her viewpoint or because of her because of her political stand as a democratic uh, representative uh, you know and and this and, and the proud boys and so on and so on from the things that we saw throughout this term that was eye-opening to me that it's spoken but then it's quickly swept under the rug I've never seen a KKK group in real life with hoods over their heads but all of this other stuff that I'm talking about is not it's not hearsay it's actual facts it was videotaped it was recorded we've seen these things but now the president who's supposed to be there to represent for the to represent the people never took action against any of these groups never denounced never, condemned, ne- never denounced condemned and or sought any action to bring these people forward to address it and two biggest ones Charlottesville you know where yep. you had David Dukes present you had other people which were known KKK members known white supremacists Mm-hmm. And then you had the George Floyd issue, Minnesota. Yeah. Not once, not once did this man denounce that. Not once did he say, you know, he said, oh, on both sides, both sides are guilty. When yeah. it was known, especially in Charlottesville, that the white supremacists at the university there in Virginia were the aggressors because they didn't want a statue. Too many stories, man. It was was a statue of Robert E. Lee. They didn't want the Robert E. Lee statue. But then, you know, the people are like, oh, you know. The real question is, why does it it even exist? I mean, uh, what, what, what happened with the Confederacy, that was an attempt, that was an attempt to to defeat the Union. They were never well, recognized by any other nation well, as a formed government. And it's an act of treason. Right. If you and, if you go to Germany but, but, and you walk around with a Nazi flag, you're going <laughs> to jail. <laughs> or worse. But here's... It's a reoccurring thing. They lost, right? And how long ago yeah. was that? How long ago was that? 
But that just goes to show you, that just goes to show you, we have, even when we had a black president or a biracial president, (laughs) we had huge issues because you basically got causing racism going. Big time. That, 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 certain people certain Big people time. and parties say certain things then that incites them to rise you know and it's funny the same people who say oh why are they protest why are they doing it why are they doing that as soon as they don't get their way they're the first people to say well go out and protest show up with your guns second amendment and let's be, let's, let's be blunt let's be blunt yeah. Kyle Rittenhouse goes out, shoot a couple people, and is 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 a, finally arrested. Now, this is what we're talking about: cause of racism. Uh, a GoFundMe account was created for this young man who crossed state lines with his gun, <laughs> driven <laughs> by his mother, to uh, defend the town from protesters in a whole nother state now where he doesn't live. Yeah. Right. Seventeen years old. What none of where nobody's life where nobody's life nor his property was in danger. He's in danger. <laughs> he just he, they, he's just going to help out. They raised two million dollars for him. They raised two million dollars for his defense on GoFundMe. Mm. $2 million. Wow. $2 million. Interesting enough. They can't keep a prosecute. They can't keep a prosecutor on the case because people are fearing for their lives. So I'm sure they're getting threats. But once again, where was the outrage from the president? Where was the denouncing us? And let's go back to something that, trust me, that's of all the, of, of, of the many things that I was, I was appalled and disgusted with, with this president. Because basically he says a lot of stuff, does a lot of things he would, you would think you was, you was watching WWF or WWE, you know, like he was a part of back in the day when he mm-hmm. when he cut Vince McMahon's hair off. <laughs> and it was the battle of the battle of the billionaires. You would think it was a promo for something like that, where that type of decorum or the different things that he says should be said, you know. But as the president of the United States. Just like you said, gentlemen playing football, peacefully protesting, which at first some people would sit down and they were told, you know, no, that's disrespectful. So, you know, they weren't making any noise or disrespecting anybody who chose to stand up and put their hand on their chest or salute. They weren't disrupting them. They went off to the side by themselves and took a knee 
the president took it upon himself to call them sons of bitches. <laughs> wow. You know. Now, just like you stated before, the people are protesting against inequality. Just, you know, systemic racism. Police brutality. A lot of the ills that are going on, you know, in this country. And they are told by either military people that they are related to or other military people that if something's hurt, somebody's injured, you take a knee. Just like when we took a knee in the middle of the game, they postponed the game to tend to the injured person, carry him off the field. Well, that's the same thing he was doing. Wasn't disrespected. Sometimes he would even hold hands or be touched by other people that had their hand on their chest or smooth flag and sing the anthem. But he was protesting peacefully. And he took a knee because guess what? America is injured. And if you feel like there's nothing wrong in America and America's not injured and we don't have a great racial divide in this country. There's something wrong with you. Yeah. Because, uh... because it's, no, it's not saying that you don't love your country or that you don't respect your country to admit that it has faults. The same way as if you had a friend or a family that you love dearly. If they have an issue, you're going to get them help. You're going to ask them to go see somebody. Or you're going to do what you need to do to, to help them get back on track. And that's what's wrong with this. We need to do whatever we need to do to get this going in the right way. And just like they talk about our president, an old president, Mr. Obama, he, he, yeah, he ran a campaign of hope and change. But just like you said, you got certain people in the Senate, you got certain people in Congress that don't want change, that's who used openly, to the status quo, who, who openly said, they're not, not yeah. going, yeah, they're not, not for progress. Right. And we have a lot of people, in, sadly, in this country, because as long as you got Rush Limbaugh's, as long as you got people, and I'm not talking about you having a difference in opinion as far as if you're liberal, conservative, if you have a different political, there's no, that's that's what this world is for. This world is for difference. This world is for change. This is the great melting pot, they call it. But when you don't want to admit the racism, when you want to try to change someone's ideas or try to get them not to vote by violence, which has gone on for over 200 years, when you want to count this year is the is the centennial anniversary of women's right to vote Um, right you know this is their centennial year so it's uh, 2020 and 1920 they earned the right to vote and uh, it's 150 years since the black man was uh, uh, given a pass to vote in this country right but even when 
he was given a pass to vote, whether he, whether he had to go against, you know. A lot of danger, a lot of danger behind that, man. A lot of danger. And uh, unfortunately, you know, there's been a lot of lives lost, you know, just from people who are trying to exercise their right to be uh, respectful, decent citizens of the United States of America. And um, it's pretty sad. I mean, we got a record-breaking number of uh, women that, oh, and and, and this is going to segue into the cabinet situation. Yeah, but before you Man. escape, let me let me cut in front of you. You had the Fifteenth Amendment, eighteen seventy, right? Mm-hmm. But then, but then you had in nineteen hundred you had the grandfather law. In nineteen twenty five you had the literacy test started. In nineteen fifty you had the poll taxes. In 1965, you know, you you had different rioting acts. All that time, you had people saying, well, hey, I don't want this group to vote. So we're going to systemically stop them. And I mean, they're literally asking and doing things to them that they know they couldn't be true. If you were a slave or you were someone that was poor and you didn't own anything, and most of these people were sharecroppers that couldn't read, then how are you going to pass the literacy test? You know, or you did finally teach yourself to read, whatever else. Well, I'm going to intimidate you so you don't vote. And then you back it all the way back up to north versus south. Well, hey, if we just go north versus the south, the, the north had a higher population because obviously the south had a huge population of slaves. The slaves outnumbered the people sometimes. So guess what? Now in the south, you know, the black people who can't even vote, we're going to count them as three-fifths of a person. Mm-hmm. Just so we can try to catch up with them. You know? And that's that's... The product of that gave you Thomas Jefferson, you know. And then, then it goes on, you know, in 1824, you got John Quincy Adams. In 1876, you got Brother for Hayes. In 1888, you got Benjamin Harrison. In 2000, more recently, you got G.W. Bush, George Walker Bush. And in 2016, you got Trump. All these people lost the popular popular vote they got in because of electoral college you know and like I said this goes back to slavery electoral college man and my whole thing is you know before we get into all that it's like there's there's different things in that do you need to get rid of it all I don't know but definitely the winner take all different aspects of it to be to be amended you know especially with electoral votes so you know we'll probably get into that later I ain't want to cut you off but I just wanted to add that in there real quick you know, yeah good, I mean we gotta get to, to the, the, the senate as well I mean there needs to be a reform that uh, uh, limits the terms on the senate as well 
And that's that's all I will say about it. I mean, we, you know, when you have a person serving 37 years yeah. in office in a state that is uh, is is one of the poorest states in the United States of America, that being the state of Kentucky, and the person I'm referring to is Mitch McConnell. That that's that's an issue. I mean, yeah. what are, what are you we doing? What are you doing to represent the people? <laughs> At this stage, right. what are you doing to represent the people? You know, yeah. if you're if you're if your uh, state is in such despair, and uh, even Lindsey Graham, I mean, let's 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 not let's not overlook him, who was definitely another Obama uh, obstacle. You know, uh, he was an opposition to Barack Obama, and uh, you know, he publicly let it be known, and and we see that we see that. Even with the election of this president, you know, people flip flopping their views in order to get positions. And yeah. um, as we go into this presidency, you know, I'm optimistic. I hope that there's uh, some significant change that's going to help us move forward. Um, it, it, it. I hope it salvages certain relationships because I definitely know that. Uh, I'm down a few hundred friends on my friends list for, <laughs> uh, up and down because of the rhetoric. It's the rhetoric. Right. I, I won't even say it's the individual. It's the rhetoric. I mean, you get tired of hearing the same bullshit over and over and over again where someone keeps posting obnoxious things. And I'm looking at this person like, damn, I rode with you. I went to school with you. I played ball with you. I mean, we broke bread together. We ate together. You know, my kids was been with your kids, but then it's, it's Trump this, Trump that, and yeah, 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 and it's 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 so it's fueled so passionately. I'm like, okay, so are you a racist or not? Oh no, I'm not a racist. How, how dare you call me a racist? Well, your actions make me question who you are at this stage. And when I bring it to your attention, uh, I'm only met with with uh, foolish barbs, and so. I, I won't digress. I just had to move on. I had to move on past some of these individuals, not right. because of hate, but because of uh, me being a secure person, saying that I just won't tolerate the constant onslaught of stupidity that's being displayed by people. And we saw it time and time after, over, over time and time again, where so many people lost their jobs because they felt so. They felt so uh, uh, convicted that they could say anything and do anything that the president was doing that it cost them it cost them their their employment and I, and I, I scratch yeah. my head often saying, okay, you see, let's just say five people get terminated because of them choosing to get online and bash people and use uh, condescending and or racial slurs and you think you're going to get away with it? Yeah. So for some of the, so, you know, for so, some of the people that lost their, their, their jobs, I'm like, are you stupid? Did you right. really think that somebody was going to look past all of the foolish derogatory things that you're saying, but then you want to cry bloody murder like how could you dare do this to me? Uh, I'm not a racist. Uh, it's it's freedom of speech. 
it is freedom of speech. So when the dust settles, January 21st, 2021, uh, as it as it has already done, because it's, as soon as there was an inkling of an idea that Donald Trump was no longer going to be president of the United States, a whole bunch of flags, a whole bunch of red hats, a whole bunch of bumper stickers immediately disappeared. <laughs> were removed <laughs> and disappeared. <laughs> so they they plan let me, let me say, No, I, I got going. a message for them though. Here's my message. Put it back up. Don't hide. Because we want to remember. We want to know who you is. Post-Trump. We want to know who you are post-Trump. As hard as you went for him when he was in office, hey, as and I'm going to quote Kanye West, keep that same energy. Yeah. Keep that same energy. So we can know who to look past and move beyond. And as I'm transitioning, man, um, Biden, let me, again, like I said, he's he, he not going to escape <laughs> he's not going to escape we're going to be direct man uh, first and foremost congratulations to him on winning the seat but we definitely know he got his set of issues as well from the past well, oh, yeah. but but what I was going to say this to the people let me talk about Charlemagne let me talk about the Charlemagne experience on the breakfast club I'm going to be to the I'll wait to you finish your point. I if, definitely have a point. <laughs> if you if you want to persecute this man over a hot mic situation that seemed to be more of a bad joke that was not well received, I I, I just I have to say shame on the American people. Shame on the black people of America. And black voters of America. I'm not going to say the black people. The black voters of America who opted not to vote because of their discontent for both 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 individuals. Shame on you for not exercising your vote. And yeah. I hear a lot of people say, well, you're voting for the oppressor. Well, as big as the world is, this is an opinion right now that I'm stating and I'm a preference as such. But as big as the world is, for a lot of people that like to speak and talk from a uh, Hebrew-Israelite standpoint, from a Hotep standpoint, from a Kemet standpoint, from uh, so many different standpoints of, you know, melanated hyphen this, uh, you know, we always add certain elements to our color, to our natural carbon. You didn't take. You haven't taken action in 40 years of me knowing. You haven't taken action of 50 years of being on Earth. You haven't taken action in 60 years of being on Earth to actively pack up your family and find the best place for you to live. And I'm not necessarily saying go to Africa. I'm saying there are so many places on Earth. There's a, there, there is at any given point, I don't care where you go, if it's populous, you will find a black human there you'll find black men in Alaska 
You will find black people in Idaho, South Dakota, Brisbane, uh, uh, Australia, anywhere. You're going to find us. So I'm not telling you to return to Africa to make a change for your life. I'm saying you have choices. So to continue to talk about a system, to continue to talk about a, a, a man at this point and holding that in such a high decree of your limitations, I'm going to say this to the mass to the mass community. We're starting to sound utterly stupid at this point because we're not thinking and nor are we trying to find the stress-free blessed life that we feel that's out there for us so if you're not a person of action and willing to make a change for yourself stop with the rhetoric man stop stop being ignorant at this point because you are influencing someone else in your immediate circle to be as stupid as you are. Hmm. You got the floor, hmm. my man. Just going back on some of the things you spoke of before, and then, then I'm, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna just start slow and build up. <laughs> so yeah, you, you. You know, you got a few people playing peekaboo. You know, you got a lot of people mm-hmm. that get excited by the rebel rising. That's what I call it. It's like I said, man, it's like people, there's opportunists. And as soon as things seem grim, as soon as things seem bad, there's actually people who get paid to make things worse. There's people who get paid to make things escalate. And, and put people in harm's way, you know. And even to the point, man, when even Obama was in office, man, in in the House, trying to address the House or trying to address the Senate, and people were like, "Oh, you're a liar." You know, you saw things the way that he was disrespected or treated that you know a president had never ever had to endure before. You know, to the point where you had to. You know, in 2010, you had 87 new Republicans that was charged up, you know, uh, you know, by a lot of rebel rides, different things like that, to the point where he was trying to get different things passed with John, with John Boehner at the time. He had to sneak the man in through the back door. <laughs> right. He couldn't even come through the front door of the White House, you know, trying to get different things passed to try to say, okay, listen, if you can get this amount of Republicans. I'm pretty sure the Democrats will do this amount. We can actually get some things passed. But as soon as the Republican side caught wind of that, shoot, they got that dude out of there. Right. And then they got a new speaker. But just just to tie that in to what you were saying before, there, you know, there's been times where um, you know, you got people who who say things and it's not fact checked whether it be Trump tweets the different things that he says you know whether it be you know as I stated before you got Mr. Stone who got caught lying to Congress Roger Stone who was convicted of lying to Congress 
you know, you, you, you know, you had, you know, you had Stephen Bannon, who, who outwardly says, yeah, I'm just here to charge up, you know, the GOP, the grand old party, by any means necessary. I'm going to get them hyped up. You know, you got people, you know, you got people like Candace Owens, who seems extremely articulate. And she's saying that white supremacy wasn't bad. You know, and you got tons and tons of white people who follow her. And like, well, this this a black woman. You know, she's black and she a woman. And she's saying that. You know, hmm. you got people like, you got people like Tommy Lawrence. You know, yeah. You know, which 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 I posted today. 185 million followers, or 85 million plus followers. Right. You know, so people have to understand, especially when you're president or you hold an office and you say certain things. People believe it. It doesn't matter if it's true, false, whatever. People going to run with that. Right. So now. Just like you said, you know, you had like a Trevor Noah trying to have a discussion with it. You have people like a Cornell West trying to have a discussion with Candace Owens. And let me go back to the Trevor Noah thing. I'm going to tie it back in. Trevor Noah was talking to Tommy Lauren, Lauren, and, you know, she was just like, yeah, I don't like he's disrespecting the flag. I don't like he's doing. So, you know, Trevor Noah would cut off and be like, no, it's X, Y, Z. You know, he's kind of clowning her, but at the same time, he's asking her questions. But basically, at the end of the day, you know, after they had the back and forth, after they had their argument, he says, well, how does a black man protest? You never answer that. Like, you keep spouting different things that you want to get, that you want to say, but that's not, that's a false narrative. He's not disrespecting the flag. He doesn't have anything against national anthem, which that's a whole nother discussion because <laughs> it was wrote, it was written at the time of slavery, and it has a lot of racist things in it. But that's not even the point. He was saying, you know, how should he protest? She had no answer. When you go into the Candace Owens against Doctor Cornell West, and you got other people, Eric, Eric you know, Michael Eric Dyson different people like that but I'm just using these specific people Candace Owens especially when she comes across another black woman she had an issue with Cardi B she had an issue with someone that owns a house Maxine Waters and she she said that she had a low IQ <laughs> She, she argued with Cornel West about xenophobia because his definition of xenophobia didn't match up with her definition of Which, you know, things have multiple definitions, but you're arguing with someone that has a doctorate, someone that's a professor, someone that goes and speaks with, you know, prisoners, different things like that. When you haven't, you haven't had half this man's life experience and instead of him going at her instead of him going at her you know as in fighting what a lot of people think the word argument was he actually helped her 
shape her argument and help her prove some of her points as as outlandish as they were he 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 went out of his way to respect her he went out of his way to to help her not seem as crazy as some of the points that she was and she made it made her argument more persuasive and made it a conversation versus a fight And it's sad that so many people are trying to just spot out what they want to say or whatever agenda they're trying to achieve or whatever false narrative they're trying to get out there that they don't even have a discussion. And one of the things I have a huge problem with is instead of they have 10 people up there or they get it all the way down to two, whether it be the Democrat versus the Republican, and they want to have a debate. What this what this nation needs to get to, which you know, you know, an agreement, you know, is is like I said before, is where you make a couple main points and you have supporting details and then you argue the the facts of those details or you argue you argue you know how those details help you prove your point. But what we need to get to and get away from this reality show type thing, this debate type thing, is you need a round table where you hold a discussion and explore specific types and topics and you attack the issues. The aim is to confront the issues rather than the people. And that's where I think we need to get to a round table type thing because, yeah, you get the debates, you get the fights, you elect the people, but then you never ever really address the issues. And you don't address the issues because the politics are getting in the way. And nothing's yeah, being done in Congress. Yeah, and, and that's, but that's the thing. Like, I mean, we, we're at a point now as we're examining the, uh, the tenure, the one term of, uh, President Donald Trump and, uh, Recovering many facets of things that have happened over the period of his term, and uh, sticking sticking with mostly facts. Right. Uh, some opinion. Some some opinion here, but we 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 also gotta understand like the way that this country is designed, and go. It goes back to what I said about the video footage. You know, even when it's evident. No one cares. No hmm. one wants to address the elephant in the room. Well, that's, we, that's what we, I mean. We, we need we, to address we, those issues. But, not, no, not I, fight I agree about with who's you. Right or wrong. Yeah, I, I agree with you. But I mean, what 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 we're looking at over time when we're talking politics, we're talking about a bipartisan system that excludes any other party that's created. So yeah. the Green Party, the Tea Party, the Libertarians that have come along, let's say they have the dominant person. And that person looks like they're going to win the election. They're going to take that person and say, well, we're going to adopt you on one of these sides, whichever you're closest to. Because, you know, as we've discussed, 
Donald Trump at one point has supported, I'm not saying that he was a Democrat, but he has supported funding and representatives of the Democratic Party. And uh, I want to say prior to him even running, Donald Trump actually was running as an independent, technically, because he, 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 he really wasn't declared any particular party member, Republican or Democrat. But once it was, once it's, they saw that he was pretty much crushing Democratic candidates, I mean, the Republican candidates, then there was a conditional pact that was made with Donald Trump between the Republicans, you know, as a given game in order for him to fall under the GOP. And I say that because when you look at the, the verbiage of things that he puts out, I mean, just like we say, you know, about him denouncing, uh, denouncing uh, white supremacy, right? And things of that nature. He he's never claimed to be a GOP. He's never claimed the GOP party. <laughs> no. Not outright. No. You know, and and so, you know, moving on past them, and. You know, time will in, the, in in 36 days, or maybe 30, 35 now, as we're crossing over into the new day. So 35 more days <laughs> of him holding, the, occupying the office. I mean, uh, it, it, it's definitely a lot to be desired in regards to the political position in America. You know, and, and as I said, you know, to the to the to the black voters, I'm, I'm speaking to the voters because the voters matter. Voters do matter. I mean, if you don't exercise your vote, and that's to your discretion, you know. But the voters are the ones that we are. Reason why we're having this conversation right now. Yeah. And if we're if we're gonna carry on, and we're gonna be party affiliates based on what our great-great-great-grandmama told us to do, and we're not going to do our research and, and, and check any party platforms and, and be active. Uh, before, we, before we start going crazy again, hopefully, as we move into 2021, I, I hope that we don't find ourselves entrenched and enraged over the federal seat or at the federal level and we lose sight of what's going on at the local and state level. So oh, that's, yeah. that's our biggest that's our biggest fight with 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 um, with anything. If you are a person that's been a citizen of your community for, you know, five years and beyond and you haven't gone to a city council meeting and you don't you couldn't tell me who you know is your city council or whether you can't name one or two city council members or knowing what's going on unless it turns into a racial racial motivated situation because of some tra- tragic uh, uh, incident that occurred in your town in your city or within the state then Unfortunately, you are even 
more responsible and, and a part of the problem than the people that you are uh, trying to make, trying to put at fault. You know, that being the president, yeah. because because yeah, you should you should know your you can reach, agenda. You, you should know you can what reach yeah you can reach those guys. You can reach any other city planning. You can reach them by attending, you know, city hall, town hall meetings, and um, you can you can definitely make change there. And you should want to know what's going on because, you know, we we hear we hear gentrification, and um, you know we get we immediately get upset. But I said we can't get upset, and I, and I know somebody will go and counter me talking about the red line and things that we weren't able to do in the past. But um, if you if you have the wealth and you know everybody's selling those fixed credit service these days, so I'm assuming so many of y'all have credit scores over 700, you can buy a home. You can it's, 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 you know multiple people can buy homes in the same community. But are you upholding anything? Why would I cross over into let's say two non-gated communities? If I drive down certain streets, certain streets in an urban community, I'm gonna see trash on the ground. Sometimes I'm gonna see the land, the landscaping not, you know, kept up to par. Meanwhile, I go across the tracks and I'm riding into a predominantly white community, and you seeing it look all manicured, clean, and 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 kept up to par. You know, they got the crazy homeowners association that rule like a, a, a you know a, with, the, with the iron fist we we have to take pride man we got to take pride all around we 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 touch and feel we so selective in our choices in our community of what we want to address until it becomes a plague or a big issue I, I say to people man you know stop dilly dallying you know, tackle it head on. If you're gonna be this political tyrant on the internet talking about your president, you know, be that aggressive. Going for your city council member, knowing who your chief of police is, knowing who your head fire chief is. You know, be that aggressive for those people. Be be out there marching and and uh, you know, making sure you campaigning with them as well. You know, because. This whole thing that has happened over the past four years, it's disheartening because there's a lot of people who have lost a lot of friendships that have been friends with people for decades and no longer speak to one another because of the person who occupied the office. And, you know, certain, um, certain candor that you know, people chose to display trying to show their support or their allegiance for the individual. And, you know, now he's a one-time president. He's gone. And all of that rhetoric, all of that emotional whim, a, a level of support that you were showing on the internet, you know, now you're back hiding in the cave. You're stuck in the closet again. And when, whenever the next Republican come around, Will this will this be the new behavior of the people going forward? Anytime there's a Republican taking office, they feel like 
you know, that's our guy and we, we have the position and we can be as disrespectful and as unruly as we want to be. Yeah. Definitely, man. And the issue is too many people are too passive, you know. And like you said, they wait too late to get involved. It's like you got to stay involved. Get other people involved. Not just go to the town meeting by yourself, man. Get others to go with you. Get other, get your neighbors to go with you. You should know who your neighbors are. A lot of people don't even know who their neighbors are anymore. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you, if you, know. if you party, if you party affiliate, uh, in most instances, you know, I'm assuming that you represent the, you feel that the party represents you through and through. So, like I say, you know, take it, take it from local to state. All the way up to federal. That's just my view. That's it. That's it. Got anything? Any, anything to add? We get. We gonna give it another five minutes or so before we wrap up. Definitely at the lower levels too. Definitely at the lower levels too. You know, you could um. You know, you could you could definitely affect, or you know, you could hold them more accountable. For their agendas, you know, those those elections, you know, usually they're shorter terms, and normally, you know, mm-hmm. normally, you know, there are certain things that that person needs to achieve, you know, to get reelected. You have to hold them accountable yeah. for those things, you know. So at least you can see you can run for those offices. You can run for those oh, offices. Yeah. You can run for those seats. Yeah. Yeah, be be effective in your, you know, giving communities. Be effective on your street. You know, get involved in your neighborhood. Watch. You know, be be proactive. You know, based, you know, instead of reactive, be proactive. You know, get involved. Get involved in the process instead of complaining about it. <laughs> True. You know, True, just like I said, man, you. Most likely, you're dealing with a president or, you know, whoever, somebody who come and gone, like you said, in four years. You shouldn't, you shouldn't lose your personal, you know, relationships, your family, for somebody you'll never meet. Even your livelihood, man. Yeah. <laughs> Even yeah. your livelihood. Your livelihood, you know, whatever. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's not worth it. It's not worth it, man. And... Like I said, it's okay to argue principles. It's okay to argue ideologies. It's not okay to be racist. It's not okay to be divisive. It's not okay, you know, uh, not not to have sympathy, not to you know, not to care about the well-being of others. You know, so you know, it's like yeah, I said, yeah, try yeah, to be yeah. one tribe, man. Any other any other bigotry, man, that we've seen. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I would, I would like to, uh, I would like to see, you know, some of the uh, people mend the relationships that have been broken over because of because of what we've experienced under this uh, under this president. But you know, like I said, going forward, looking at Biden, Biden is coming in in a very unique way. Um, some of the people that he's chosen to elect for his cabinet thus far, the majority of them have been women, 
the majority of them have been minority women. So that left that leaves a lot to be desired when it comes to uh, not only serving and representing the people of the United States here, but also internationally abroad, because we know that that's going to be, you know, an issue over time where the woman isn't always respected in a leadership role in certain countries. So, you know, I, I hope that uh, he's being vigilant, uh, thinking about thinking that thinking this thing through as he has been to office and uh, hoping to to uh, you know turn 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 the country around and make the people feel good about being an American, but also make uh, it be make it safe to be an American outside of the uh, the borders of this country. Hey, once again, man, I appreciate the opportunity. And you know, as always, man, great conversation. Hopefully we have many yeah. more. And uh no doubt. man, I, I appreciate your I appreciate your podcast, man, and I wish you many more. And uh man, I appreciate all, you know. Appreciate you, you letting me be a guest memo. once again. You becoming a, <laughs> you becoming a resident <laughs> yeah. co-host. <laughs> hey, hey, I don't mind it, man. I don't mind it. I could, I could be a reoccurring dude. You, you know, you like the late show. There it is. There it is. <laughs> it sounds good, man. Appreciate you, man. And text for us pretty soon. Uh, we're going to do another segment where we're going we gonna, to we gonna roast them dolphins. Oh, <laughs> wrestling. <laughs> In our upcoming segment, we got another one coming next week. We got another one coming, so y'all be okay. on the lookout, man. And, and oh. also, uh, get ready for a a, a, a a foundation that I'm rolling out. Um, I'm a I'm a partner with pretty soon. I'll be rolling out the information for you guys. And as always, you guys can find me on Linktree. Under Tone Robin, that has all of my social media information on there, man. So please subscribe, share, and as my son say, follow, you know. Peace.